You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Okay, so let's see. Leslie and Susie, you guys are both, this is like your first hot seat coaching call. Welcome. So exciting. Hot seat is just like whoever wants to be coached. You can raise your hand if you want to be coached next, and that's totally fine. Anything goes. So whatever's on your mind and heart, that's what I want to talk about with you. And just know there are no dumb things to be coached on because I promise other people are watching and get a lot out of watching you be coached. So whatever you feel to talk about, let's do it. Hi, Kristen. Okay. Anyone immediately want to jump on the hot seat? May I jump because I have a client at 1230 and then I'll... No, it's okay. And then you'll go next. Thank you. Yeah, let's do it. What's on your mind? So I found myself in a lot of neediness and I had an attention and I saw like a video by Gabby Bernstein Mm -hmm. and she's like, okay, these are the different types of manifestors and this is how it's blocking you. And it's the first one with the neediness, the one that's like, okay, I manifested, I do all the things and goes checks the email and is running around trying to see if it's working. And I feel like that's me pretty much every single day. (laughs) And it's an expectation. I recognize it. And then I just kind of like ask myself, I'm like, well, why am I doing this? Like, why do I want this? And then when I was just reading this cute little book, it was like, it just came because he said in the book, he's like, your consciousness is bonding and being with people and I'm wanting to enjoy that. And I'm like, that's what I want. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I still find myself like, okay, I know that on some level. And then I still find that neediness because I'm looking for the external validation that it's working, that I'm doing it right. And I don't know how to stop that. Yeah. You are not alone. I remember before I really got into this word, I would like refresh my email like over and over and over again to see if people booked a consult or like rewatching my stories and like all these kind of obsessive, almost like show me it's working. And so I don't know if what behaviors you have when you're like in the like, is it working? But where I want to go is like what you said about like the consciousness and the connection, because that seemed to like resonate for you. Is that where you feel like you don't need anything is when you're connected with people? Can you explain that question? Yeah, I guess why did you bring up that? You held up the book from Deepak Chopra and you talked about consciousness and like connection with people. Why did you bring that up? Because it was a question I asked myself, which was, why am I doing this? And when I read that, I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what I want. That's exactly what I'm looking for. That's exactly what I want to give to people. Mm -hmm. And I'm finishing up another program in January as I'm moving into the matrix. And what a lot of what they do is like PSPR problem solution. The other third part is your program process. And I just noticed, like, I know exactly what the problem. I'm so problem heavy and it's heavy and it's not like solution and light. So I guess when I read that in the book, I was like, well, that feels good to me in my body. Like, that's what I want to give to people. Yeah. Keyword want. And I think you want to work with people who want to create solutions. Think about like the feeling of like, I'm trying to give a good, like, funny example. Like, in my life, it's like, we need toilet paper or, like, we need toothpaste or something. And, like, I go to the store and it's like, okay, like, I just got to get this because it's a need versus, like, working with you to, like, still solving problems, but it's just, like, a different energy. They're like, I'm ready to take full responsibility. Like, I want this. And you want to support them. You want clients. Mm-hmm. You don't need them. 
right? I think desire to me feels way different than need. It's not that you don't want to create clients. It's like the feeling that you need clients doesn't work. The feeling that you want clients and like you're excited. So this is what I think about. If you are an empty glass and you're like, okay, like here's like where my feeling of like abundance or fulfillment or whatever, it's like, this is the bottom half. And you're like, okay, I need clients to fill my cup so that I can feel fulfilled. And what I'm saying is like coming from a place of like needing nothing, like your glass is filled and you're actually like overflowing so that you can give to people. I think that that is why we resonate with the coaches that we resonate is because they're coming from this place. They don't need you to make their lives better. They're here to serve you. And that's what we want to bring into our own businesses, because I think that's what we started in the first place. It's like we have something to share. You don't need that anything. You're here to offer something. Yes. And then the question that I ask is, what do I want from my experience of coaching? It's like, I don't need anything from my experience of coaching, but I want to give the mm -hmm. experience of, okay, this is kind of making more sense to me. <laughs> okay. And from that energy, it's very different. It's like, I'm here and then they'll come because they'll know where to find me. Okay. That's making a little bit more sense to me. Yeah, I don't know how deep you are into my content because I know you're kind of new to my world. But have you yeah. done the Abundant Coach Masterclass? It's on the podcast, so you can like go through it. But one of the things I taught in that masterclass was like the idea of being like a lighthouse to your clients. Oh, yeah, lighthouse. I read that. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, okay. so the lighthouse doesn't like need people to go to it. The lighthouse is there for them. So it's like that position where it's like, I'm the guide. I don't need you. I'm here to serve you. It's like this feeling of like overflow and service, but it also works because our clients want to be the main character of their story. Like, I think when we need something, we're the main character. But the whole point of being a coach is that our clients are the main character. I always like to use Star Wars because like there's a great book called Building a Story Brand that talks about being the guide by Donald Miller. Great book if any of you haven't read it yet. And he talks about like Yoda versus Luke Skywalker. We are Yoda. We are not Luke Skywalker. We're not saving the day. We are the position where we're helping the hero and our clients are the heroes. We don't need them. We play a role in their life, getting what they want. So, I mean, I'm looking at the evidence that my business is working. My marketing is working. The things that I'm doing are working. And like, how do you separate yourself from that? I've heard enough of your videos enough to know, like, you want to sit and create from a clean space. Mm -hmm. And then how do you separate yourself from like, the actual A B testing or you know, which one worked. That's yeah, kind of like I'm a little stuck there. Yeah. And I'm not like anti A B testing. I don't mm -hmm. personally do it, but I know what you mean. Like the mechanical parts of marketing and like looking at data and things like that. I still do that, but it's from the spirit of like it is working. Yeah. I'm not like looking at things, analyzing that like, this isn't working. I'm like, it is working. That's interesting that my people resonate with that post or that podcast. I'm gonna create more things like that. But I'm not waiting for it to work. I'm watching it work. I also think when you're in a season of business where there's not a lot of data coming in, that's why God gave us our imagination. It is creative. Because like, I'm like this. I'm like a very quiet lurker before I hire my coaches. Like, I don't even like their stuff. I'm just like listening to their podcast, watching them on social media. And then one day they get a DM for me being like, I'm ready to work with you. What can that look like? So I believe that my clients are like that too. There's nothing physical evidence that I was ready, but I was. And so why not imagine your clients reading every post, hanging on every word, saving your emails, telling their spouse or their friend about you, 
as they're getting ready to work with you. That's not evidence that you would know about, but it is happening. And that's what we tune into is like the belief work of people like my stuff. People are deciding to work with me right now. That's actually real. You just are privy to the information because they're not like, oh, Leslie, you've changed my life. This email was the most amazing email I've ever read. Like, I mean, some people will say that, but that's what our ego wants. But you have right. to that's working without the evidence. Okay. And I will say me looking for all that evidence, like what you described, refreshing and yes, it's exhausting. It I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. And it's not like I'm doing a lot. Because it's like the mental, <laughs> I like to think of it like my tab is open. It's like this question mark, like, is it working? Instead of like a declaration speaking, it is working. Then you can go and enjoy your life. Yeah. Because then I find myself, even when I'm not working or not sending an email, I'm like, I should be sending an email, you know, that is creeping mm -hmm. in versus I literally have to fight with myself and be like, no, you are going to put Christmas decorations up today. This is what humans and normal people do. Yeah. And I think especially the way our life coaches or helping people with their personal lives, the way you manage your personal life really matters, right? You want to be an example of your message. I doubt you would tell your client, yeah, you shouldn't decorate your house. Like you should keep checking your email and keep thinking about content and never enjoy your personal life until like your business works. Like that's not something you would tell people. We have to embody the message. We have to take our own medicine. I also think the way you live your personal life is a huge testament to our belief about our business. Like when I close the tabs in my mind and I go hang out with my kids or I watch Netflix at night with my husband because I do, right? I don't always work. It's because I believe my business is working that I can have the peace of mind in my personal life. But and it's then a that comes, Yeah. And that comes out like I'm in your soulful success boxer mm -hmm. and you had mentioned what's the difference between worry and surrender. That comes up a lot. I love mm -hmm. that question. And it's like the worry. I actually had a conversation with my husband about it. I said to you, what's the difference? He goes, well, with the worry, he's like, I can spot gaps or you're still problem solving. I'm like, I am so good at coaching other people that I can't say to myself. I'm like, yeah, but that so we all get coaching. means, and I'm like, yeah, but that actually means that you think you have control over it versus you've done what you've done. You said it and forget it and you allow it. Yes. I can tell this is, to some people it's like, I'm just trusting and I'm not doing anything, but I don't think that's your issue. I think there comes a certain point where you're like, I've done enough. I've taken mm -hmm. enough action. Now it's time to just trust the action that I've already taken. Because if we don't declare that it's enough, we have that same question mark. Like, is it enough? Is my post enough? Is my podcast enough? Is that email enough? And that is a symptom of doubt, right? And the belief is what creates the results. So it's like, yeah, that email was enough today. That one post will carry today. It will resonate with someone. It's enough. Because I think if you wait, Gabby Bernstein also talks about like manic manifesting, right? It's like, I'm doing all the things to get what the results. And it's like, then I have to do more things because the result didn't come versus like, I did the things. I trust those things. I trust people in their power to read the post, to make a powerful decision, to book the consult, to DM me or whatever. And I can rest in that knowing. There's nothing else that needs to be done. Okay. Yeah. So that's basically you're in my head right now. Totally. I'm like, all right, I have to do another webinar. Mm -hmm. I have to redo my webinar, resend it out, redo my freebie, resend it <laughs> in a cycle of action because it's not, I'm, of, I'm thinking it's not like, enough. As an alternative, you can believe what you've been doing up to this point is working. Not that you stop taking action, but you are taking action. So believe it's enough. Believe that people are being impacted by it. I think also like just to feel good in your action, like I've taken action and I'm like, well, I don't like the way the webinar came out. I want to redo it. 
or mm-hmm. like the freebie. I had a beautiful like seven page freebie. And somebody was like, that's way too long. And I was like, all right, well, let me cut it in half. And I'm like, I'm just going to put it out. I'm so sick thinking about it. I'm just going to put it out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that sucks. That totally sucks. I got to read you. <laughs> like you're making these statements as if it's just true. You know what I mean? Like, well, this freebie's not good enough. But what if you just like truly like cleaned up your thinking and was like, this freebie's going to impact someone. This freebie is working. Why not believe that? If it's already out in the world, someone's going to benefit from it. Someone's reading it right now. It's going to feel you. weird because it's a slowing down process. And we talked about the group as well, like the slowdown to speed up. It's counterintuitive, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. So it's going to feel weird in your body. Like, I should be doing something. Like the anxiety that comes, it's like sit with it long enough until you're like, I actually don't create a new statement of belief. It's like, I trust the work that I've already done. That, that might be yours. Like, I trust the work I've already done and it is working. Yeah. And this is coming up because I'm just exhausted. I'm like on the verge of burnout. I'm on the verge of being like, I'm done. And that's not what I want. Yeah, because taking action from the subconscious or conscious belief that it's not working equals burnout. Doing action because you love it, because it's that overflow. It's like, I don't need anything. This is here to serve. It doesn't mean I serve 24-7. I can trust my work to impact the right people. I can rest. It is working. It is working. It's always working. It always has worked. It's working right now. (laughs) Right? Writing the new story in your brain. Thank you. Especially going into holidays. I'm going to bring this up again, probably. That's okay. We'll go right back here. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going to jump because I have the... Thank you so much. No problem. Good luck, everybody. Okay, Susie, I see your hand, but I also know Danita was going to get coached. So Danita and Susie. Okay, and I also have a 1030, so it'll be the perfect amount of time. I wanted to get coaching on my relationship with my email list. Okay. Because... I just keep coming back to this. Like, it seems like layer upon layer. Like, I keep peeling back layers. One thing I notice is you've coached me on, like, social media. Yeah. And I have some thoughts around, like, writing. I feel like, in general, for me, writing is kind of clunky. But when I do get in this space of, like, inspiration, I almost always go straight to, like, Instagram. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why didn't I send that out to my email list? It's like, they're all my radar, but not. And I just feel like it's really an interesting thing. And then the other thing is that it feels like I only email them when I'm selling something. And I hate that. And I decided to do a 12 Days of Christmas series that I'm putting in both places. But I notice more like around my email list. And so I just wanted. Okay. Well, there is some of your unfiltered thoughts about the people on your email list. Well, the first one is I don't really feel like I know them. Yeah. That was my biggest one, too. So I don't know them. Which is funny because I don't necessarily know like my Instagram followers either. But for some reason, I'm not supposed to know my Instagram followers, but I should maybe know the people on my email list. Like everything we learn about nurturing people along, it feels like I should know them a little bit more if they've trusted me to give me their email. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The other thing is more about the list in general, but it feels disjointed or confusing because I've done a lot of different niches and freebies all over the place. That's okay. Yeah. And I've consciously chosen to not like start from scratch, but then sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't know if people are going to like this. I often have the thought, I don't know what to say, but I don't think that's a true thought. I think that's just what comes up when I have this. I've never known you not to know what to say. I know. (laughs) I always know what to say and I always have so much to say, but then when it comes to my list, I'm like, "Ah, I don't know what to say. Well, I'm going to help you with that because I actually think you do know these people. You might not know the details of their lives, right? What their spouse's name is and where they live. But the psychographics, I think you do know. What do they want in their life? 
Well, I do think most of them are LDS women. Well, this is where my brain goes to like, well, I don't know. Some of them might want a better sex life. Some of them came to me for that. Some of them might want to get organized. But that all can still be true. Yeah. I don't just want one thing. I have lots of things that I want. I think like it comes down to peace, confidence, knowing that what they're doing is good and Mm -hmm. right. I think they really want to feel better. That's always kind of the common denominator with my people. Yeah. So whether they want better sex or more organized or whatever other niche you explored, they could also still want those things. Still relevant. You do know them. I know them. That's good. And even like a step further is like you love them. Like you want to help them. You want to support them. And there are a handful that are on my email list that are current clients Mm -hmm. that I know really well. For some reason, like those people aren't the problem. It's the ones that I don't know that I think are the problem. I should know them. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to lean into the idea that I do know them and remind myself of that. I also will share that I think the more personal you can make email marketing, the better it works, especially for like a small group or one-on-one, especially like when I'm in a launch. I'm like, hit reply and let me know what you think or if you have questions. Like, I'm not this like mega company, you know what I mean? That's like sending you this mass marketed email. It's me. Yeah, that actually brought something up for me because I had a consult a couple weeks ago with somebody that came from my podcast, which only had like, she's like the second person. And so I was sort of chatting with her at the beginning, like, oh, tell me where you are, whatever. And she was like, I'm really nervous. You seem like this really successful, Mm -hmm. like you have everything together. And I was like, no, don't think of me like that. Like, I'm just a normal person. And I do notice this in other areas of my life, too, that I don't want them to have like the super mom idea about me. The pedestal. Yeah, I agree. I think the best thing you can do is to take, I don't know if this is me, but for me, it was like, if I didn't want to be on the pedestal, I had to take everyone else that I accidentally put on the pedestal off. There are no pedestals. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at that, but I just still have this sense that like people don't, maybe that's what it is. They don't know me. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, like the real me. Maybe that's just like a new desire. It's like, I want them to know me in my emails. And maybe you'll change the way you write emails if you want them to know you. Okay, that's helpful. Okay, I know you have to go. Thanks, Cindy. All right, Susie, let's do this. Hi, okay. Leslie's coaching was super helpful for me because I've been in that same space and this is going to relate a little bit. So I've been in a dry spell as far as things moving, people booking consults people engaging, things like that. And told you that yesterday I had someone book a consult. Yeah. And that felt amazing. But here is what I noticed almost immediately once I saw that she had booked the consult. I was like, amazing. It's working. Okay, here we go. I expect more. And then refresh, refresh. Every little buzz on my watch because my honey book, where they book like buzzes on my watch. I was like, is that it? Is that it? Where is the next one? I got hyper-focused on one came in, now where are the rest of them? And so what I want coaching on is I really want to be in the seat of, I do really want more coming in. I do expect more coming now. I'm not frantic about it. So detaching and not making it a struggle and not feeling like, I'm anticipating my watch to buzz. That is like such a high for me when my watch buzzes because it means that somebody booked a consult. Usually like there's a certain buzz to it. 
I'm like, oh, I know that's a calendar alert and I know that's a consult being booked or a payment coming through. And so I want to feel abundant and surprised and delighted when people continue to book. And on the other side of this, okay, there's a part of my brain that in the past when one person would have booked and that you and I have talked about this a lot where I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so lucky. Like one person finally booked with me and then everything is riding on this person. We have this consult today and I don't want to put the energetic pressure that if she says no, that was my one chance. Or if she says yes, then that was my one chance. And then there's no more. And then I just have this amount of money. Like I don't want to feel that way. So that's what I need coaching on is just how to, in this moment, sit in the seat of like more are here, more are coming and not feeling frantic or so expectant that it's like me being manic about it. The refreshing. I'll give you a funny story. I think it's relevant. So a few weeks ago, I had a consult with 101. She said, yes, I sent her the invoice and then she didn't pay for a while. So on Monday, I had my basketball game and I was like driving and I just like noticed my brain being like, why has she paid the invoice yet? Should I reach out to her? And I, you know, I don't, I don't reach out to her. I'm like, they're going to make the decision when they make the decision. And I was like, should I reach out to her? Like, what's going on? And then I noticed I had a boxer notification from her and I was like, crap, this is her telling me that we're not working together. Like my brain was just like spinning because our brains do this. And then I was like, whoa, 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 take a big breath. This is what I'm going to offer you is like this in the real time shifting what we are believing. And I was like, why am I believing this? Because I'm using the evidence that I have no actual idea what's happening. What do I want to create? I was like, I want to create a relationship with her. I want to trust her decision making. I want to trust that if it's not her, it's something else, right? Like I need to let go. And so I didn't check the Voxer. I put my phone away and was just like, I release this. Like, I'm just going to have a fun basketball game. And what's funny is during my basketball game, she paid the invoice. She left me a Voxer saying how excited she was, that she's sorry that it took so long, all these things that my brain was spinning. And as soon as I like let go, the evidence came through or whatever. And so what's interesting about this is like, that is your daily moment to moment work. Like when the watch buzzes or when the consult comes through and you're like, oh, like what if it's not her? It's like, well, then there'll be someone else, right? Like choosing to shift all those thoughts that you shared, the dry spell, I would stop talking about your dry spell. The one consult, it's her or someone else, someone better, more aligned, more ready, because we're never dependent on one single person saying yes. I don't know. It's almost like what I keep hearing in my head right now is like, nobody can give you this answer, Susie. Like, just a being. And you can't tell me how to be. I know that. I don't know. Some weird things are happening in my mind right now where I think I'm kind of getting the answer that I needed okay. just to like process it out. So I was thinking about how yesterday like happened and how this happens when I am in that position of, okay, I'm just really trusting. Like yesterday I had this thought of like, all these inner things have been happening for months, even though outer things have not been happening. And I decided yesterday, like after we got off of our podcast interview, I was like, that's everything. Like the inner stuff matters. Like that was what I needed was the inner stuff. And I just let that go. Like I finally like took the inner evidence as like that works. Then I decided to join the matrix and then the consult came in and there was that release. But then the moment that I got the consult book, I noticed myself like coming back to like bear hugging it. And that's where I realized like, okay, this is an opportunity to really learn how to receive more than just one thing at a time, more than just like one breadcrumb, which is what my brain was kind of saying, like, oh, you got a breadcrumb. Okay. Like, is there more? Now I'm still more hungry that I ate the breadcrumb or I got the breadcrumb. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I think 
if we're not careful, it could seem like it took a long time for that consult to come and there was so much struggle and shifting. And now I have to go back to that because they're not like booking like every minute or something, you know, our brains yeah. are like that. The consult yeah. was created like that in an instant, the moment you were willing to see things differently. And I think what you said, it was like, oh, the other work is done. That was the moment. And so it doesn't take a lot of time or struggle to create the next consult or the next DM or whatever you're trying to create. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have an offer out on Instagram right now for spot coaching while I'm running the sale on my one-on-one. And I've had nothing come in for that. And so I'm like, every time I open Instagram, I'm like, oh, is it working again? Like, did I get that next one? And so just needing that or wanting to feel like, okay, how do I get back to that detachment that I felt yesterday? And it's weird that the moment I got a result, the attachment came back. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, did that result feel like enough or did it feel like scarcity? Well, I think that outwardly, like on the surface, it felt exciting and enough, like great, this is a good thing. But underneath it, the moment I started almost immediately doing the refresh thing and opening the, you know, oh, it works. So what else is coming? Then it was coming. That was coming from scarcity for sure. But I need more. I don't know if it was like need more. It's just like, oh, it's working now. So I'm going to expect more. And then every time there wasn't more, I was disappointed by it. Let's call that John like movie frame by movie frame. Oh, it's working now. What happens between that thought and when you're checking Instagram? Where's the evidence of more? But if you really believe it's working now, Instagram and there wasn't a notification, that wouldn't matter. It's still working. Right. It's almost like, is this a fluke? I didn't think that at the time, but almost like that it's working. But wait, let me check and make sure it's not a fluke. Like if I don't get another person kind of reinforcing that, then this is just a fluke. This is just random. Your beliefs don't need reinforcement. I think that's where the disconnect is. It's like, well, I believe it. So show me that my belief is right. Yeah, they get to be in us. And that's where I had come to yesterday. It was like, I didn't have that evidence yet of the consult. And I had just decided like all of the beliefs that I have been creating and all the shifts that I've been creating is enough. Like that's mm -hmm. the evidence, that's it. But then the moment I got that, I was like, oh, wait, they need to be reinforced. So I can yeah, see so, but that okay. feeling, even if we held it up, like this is how you felt when you're like, oh, like all the inner work is adding up. Like you didn't feel the need to go check Instagram. You know what I mean? It was no, like, I didn't. No, I didn't. Exactly. And that's what we're after. That experience is what created the results. And so just know you can feel the difference in your body. It's like, oh, I need to let go. I need to go on a walk. I need to do something different. I need to take a nap. <laughs> you know, like I need to let go. Because that worry, that looking for reinforcement wasn't what created the result. It was this detachment, this trust. It's almost like it's done. Like it is the inner work. Yeah. And maybe there's some self-judgment coming up of like, why can't I hold that? Why did it go away so fast? It's not about how fast it went away. It's how fast you can get back into it. Like I told you my story That's in the car. Cool. I was just believing my thoughts. And also I was like, wait a minute. I know what to do here. I'm going to shut out of it. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. I'm going to let go. And it doesn't always happen fast. It did that day, but it doesn't always. That doesn't change my internal state, right? Once I shift back, that's the work. It's shifting back, not never leaving it. Okay, that's good. I get to believe what I want to believe. I like that. And I think the biggest work for you is when you become aware that you are not in the state that you know creates the results, not judging it. Oh, interesting. I'm going to go back to what I know. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Susie. All right. Who else wants the hot seat? 
I'll go if no one else is going to Love it. Let's do it, Natalie. What's on your mind? So thinking about next year and social media, but this year coming back into the business, it's been a little bit, I'll go a bit, say, in terms of how I approach what I posted, whatever pops into my head that day. Next year, I'd like to be a little more strategic. So that there is that mix of the TLC, so that there is stuff to bring in new people, stuff to nurture people, stuff to convert people onto a consult or whatever. Any thoughts on how to approach that? It's that balance between, I don't want to feel it's one day I must produce this type of post versus having any structure and having that sort of slightly scattergun approach that I've had this year, which it's felt good this year whilst I experiment, see what works for them, see what works for me, et cetera. But it's really any thoughts going into next year about shifting that a little bit. Yeah, let's maybe dig in a little bit what you mean by strategic. So do you just mean like having a plan for what you're going to talk about for the foreseeable future? Yeah, this year I've tended to think, what would I like to talk about today? What do I think would be a useful, you know, what's come up in the last 24 hours, either for myself or in a coaching group? I think could provide value, insight for somebody in my audience. And then if I'm lucky, as I'm just about to hit post, I'll think, oh, I probably ought to chuck a CTA in there. But it's a little bit random as to where on the TLC spectrum, you know, it's like, okay, which sort of CTA follows the theme of the post? But it means that some weeks I'm probably, you know, forgotten about CTAs that don't do anything. Yes. Probably inviting people to put console calls the whole week, or I'm too many download the freebies in, and it's just having a better mix and flow, and just making sure I'm mixing it up a little bit more into. Yeah, so I think there's lots of ways to approach it. The way that helps me is knowing what I'm going to sell, and then I start doing like the TLC in my content, knowing that what I'm selling is coming. So it's like, I know what my call to action will be. Not that I'm like formulaic or strict on what my content is, but like, that's what's on my mind. So the content naturally kind of supports the call to action that I'm going to make. Yeah, I guess because this year I have just been sort of focusing on the one. Yeah. Whereas next year, yes, I want to still keep that in the mix, but I want to layer on that second element. And I guess this year the focus has been converting existing audience into clients mm-hmm. whereas next year i'm kind of conscious that not to get that list burn I, I perhaps need to put more focus but if i'm going to add oh, and put more focus on bringing in new people mm-hmm. i guess this year there has been the one of focus bring in more new people keep topping up the existing offer maybe i just need to map out phases where I do have to say, right, this three weeks, I'll do this week. If that resonates, there's no rules, right? But it helps you feel like it's working, do it. I don't think it's bad, but I think it's the belief that it's working and the belief that people want to share you and that new people are coming. When I think about growing my audience, one of the helpful thoughts that I have is, or I guess more questions to kind of guide my writing is like, what would my clients want to share? Because my clients are my best advocates. So it's like, well, they would want to share about links. I'm going to write about that because they would want to share about that. And sometimes I do share and other times I don't. I don't let it sway me, you know, on what I write. But that kind of is my attention when I'm trying to create new. Yeah, that's very much how I've done it this year. It's just what's coming up for me. 
And I think next year, because I would like to balance out the TLC a little bit more, it's that vision manage. What's the saying? Can't even think of it. What you measure, you can manage. And it's that thing, do I want looking back in 12 months going, because I wasn't tracking or looking or paying attention to, I've done the loss of the T bit, but you know, not much in the way of L and C. Yeah. And you might even start writing it down. So like I keep a record of my podcast downloads, my Instagram followers, the number of people in the matrix. Like I keep a record. This is important. It's still operating from like, this is working. I don't make the data mean it's not. I'm consciously putting effort into growing this and expanding this. So I want to document my progress because it's working. And it's fun to see the numbers club. And it's fun to see like, oh, this episode really resonated. That's good. I'll create more like that. <laughs> you know? I do have to, the moment it's my social media stuff that emails don't last. But I guess it's flipping it to sort of, instead of looking back and just saying, well, well, let's do more of it, sort of almost trying to get ahead of the curve and kind of go, what's the result I want? What's the content that's going to generate that result as opposed to, this is what I feel like generating. Let's see what result it creates. Is that how you write? Well, I'm thinking specifically LinkedIn, but even your email list. Does it feel like that when you're writing it? Like, we'll see, like, random. It is sort of in as much as it's, I just have a Google Doc and when thoughts strike me, I, you know, just snippets, phrases, things that came through in a coaching call. And then when I go to write the post, I can just through that for inspiration and expand. Mm -hmm. But there's no intention behind it other than I think somebody will find this useful. But I think it's that balance between like your post, the 15 minutes of marketing type. It's a bit more teachy. Rather than thought working, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. I think I veered between the two this year, where sometimes it can be a bit teachy, but I don't think teachy. I mean, chances are you buy Brandon O'Sara or aware of his mm -hmm. how to content doesn't shift people. People generally know the how to, but it positions yes. a certain level of expertise. Yep. And that's why I do lots of different kinds of content. Because that post got more shares than any of my other posts. I mean, not share, saves, sorry, saves. I pay attention to things that people save. It's like, that was valuable enough for them to save? Okay, something is working. That's part of what we do. What you're talking about is like, like the shifting in their thoughts and breaking their beliefs. And I do that in the content too. But I yeah. think I don't mean make one better than the other. I think I see it as like a body of work, right? And so I think contributing to my body of work, I do a lot of different types of content. Coming from the belief that it's working, coming from the belief that people want to read what I have to say. Yeah, I come from that belief that this is working, providing values, they want to read it. Yeah, well, what, what I hear you saying is you just want to be more intentional with the content you create. Yeah, and it's whether you've got any processes, tips, approaches mm -hmm. that help you get that balance, both in terms of what you've said there, the types of content, so how to insights. Yep. relatability and the other type is what's it leading to is it a t and l or a c yes and i'm glad you brought that up so for my content it depends on what phase of a launch i'm in so if i'm not in an active launch i think of that as like a launch runway i got that from james wedmore like that's not my phrase but it's like where i'm not it's like an incubator like nothing's really active in my social media or my emails but like i'm keeping the relationship up i'm adding value that's where I might share like the 15-minute marketing plan, right? Just like something to add value. 
when I get into the launch where it's like, now I'm hyping it up, I start moving into more of like the belief breaking type of content because I know in order for them to make a decision, they have to think differently, right? And so it's more geared towards like the thought work, the breaking the beliefs, introducing new possibilities, things like that. And so those are just two distinctions. There's more, but I think it depends on how close you are to selling. Yeah. I like the launch runway thing. So yeah, if I start out what I'd like my focus phases to be, mm-hmm. then I can think of it in terms of runway. Then I can start raising that down. And it might be that within the week, there is space for, have I hit these on a two or three days? And the other two or three days are whatever I feel like doing so that I don't feel overly boxed in. But yes, I've yeah. got that voice at the back of my head going, but you have this time post. You know, you yeah. I also leave a lot of room for inspiration. So if I feel inspired to write something, I do. I'm not like rigid where it's like, well, I'm in a launch. I can't write that. But I feel inspired to write this. I'm going to write it, <laughs> you know? And so it's a guide system, but not rigid rules. Every now and then I kind of get ahead on my social media posts, but necessarily by much. Mm-hmm. And it, I'll have an idea of, you know, it's Monday, Tuesday. But then, as you say, if I feel more inspired... Then I just push numbers four and five out and stick it in on number three. If I think, oh, that's a real Friday feeling post, I'm going to stick Friday. Yeah. Okay. Lovely. Thanks very much. Something to play with. Thanks, Natalie. All right. I know Angela and Kristen, you have your video off and it's totally okay. Just want to give you the chance if you wanted the hot seat to take it. Hi, Kristen. Hello. I actually have been thinking a little bit about what we talked about yesterday in our one on one. And first of all, I have to say that I, I love that I have felt so much relief. Good. So kind of date, we talked about like, oh, I committed to like, let's launch this podcast on January 15th. And then in our one-on-one, I kind of just realized when I got really quiet with myself that it didn't feel like the right timing. And probably more than getting coached on anything, I'm just like wanting to say, oh, ever since then, I just been able to take this deep breath. I actually have lots more ideas come to me. Like, I'm like, oh, I've written down more things to go onto a podcast in the last 12 hours than I ever been. Now that you just don't, yeah, that makes sense to me because the pressure's off. I think the alignment of the timing was what was off the whole time. Yes. Anyway, it's just felt like that that was the right thing. And I think my mind is I keep thinking like, wait, or am I just pushing this off? I'm kind of curious whose voice, is that your voice in your head or is it a different voice? It's a different voice. Because I have like either like old leaders or like one time it was like my basketball coach. Like when I really got quiet and like, where is that coming from? And it wasn't like my highest self, you know what I mean? So like the you brought up yesterday, like I don't want it to be a cop out that I'm not creating. I don't think that's yours. I don't think it is. Because you're not saying that you're never going to create a podcast. No, I am in full belief that if I looked ahead into the future, I have a podcast that is very happy. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's even far away. It's soon. It's just not right now. Yes, that I is what it feels like. When I think ahead, I don't see this being like months out. This is just this little micro season that mm-hmm. it's not the right time. Yeah. I love that question of whose voice was it? Because... It's not coming from my highest self. Especially when we are big consumers, which I am. Like I love listening to content and reading books and things. 
sometimes we don't realize like how much other people's influence and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's not and i think having that discernment is huge like is that serving me to think this is a cop-out not really because i've chosen powerfully not to create the podcast right now yeah that feels really good cool okay thank you thanks kristen all right ladies have a beautiful day I'll see you all on Monday for Inner Engineering. It's going to be so fun. At 9 a.m. MST, you'll get emails reminders, but I'll see you on Monday. Okay, bye. 